And I, I guess I had my arms crossed. So I was so annoying. The coach was like, Starks, uncross your arms. And I'm like, what do you give a shit? Like, who cares? <laughs> this game's dumb. Like, let me cross my arms. But it's like, I, 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 now that I have kids that play sports, I know exactly like the, how it looked for me to be just like, you know, standing in the middle of the court, <laughs> my arms crossed. Anyway. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to DTR Comics. This week, we are lucky enough to have Kyle Starks. What's going on, man? I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here, too. Um, so, last time that we had you on the podcast, you you mentioned the old head was going to be coming out. Uh, so, obviously, it has come out. We've read it and really liked it. Um, Thanks, what was the process of running that Kickstarter for old head like? Like, how's the old head? Uh, I guess, how's old head been for you? Old head's great. I mean... I love Kickstarter. It's my fourth one. I don't know how to even have these conversations anymore, you know? Uh, yeah. They're kind of, they're kind of, I mean, this one, because of the uh, pandemic, uh, was not great. It's, mm-hmm. I wanted to, I think I finished the Kickstarter in November, and because of the pandemic and me having many things coming from China, uh, I think I was mailing things out in March. It's tough to remember now because it's been, you know, a pandemic year, i.e. three yeah. months. Uh I love Kickstarter, man. I love doing things on Kickstarter. It's kind of my favorite way to publish comics. Uh, I wish it was more profitable for me directly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man. I love Kickstarter. Kickstarter is good. Old Head's good. Uh, it's self-published presently. You can get it on my store. I'm sure we'll talk about that repeatedly. I have a new store. I started a new store this week. KyleStarks.com. That's me. Yeah, that that is super nice. Um, what went? Like, I guess, what was your motivation for starting a store? Did you just want to like? localize all of your stuff in one yeah. place or yeah. yeah i i have like a I have like a, a store envy shop i've used for years and uh i just i started to do more like uh, i want things to be available digitally more like i did karate prom for free comic book day which was a free comic i gave pay what you want um i have some other stuff that's digital because like i i like reading things digital and i felt like it should be an option but i found like for me to do digital through the the place I was doing, they were taking a certain percentage I wasn't crazy about, and they were charging me a fee on top of that. And then I found that the the site I was using for a store had like a like a uh, handling fee, not my handling fee, like just like they took four dollars. They charged people an extra four dollars to buy something from me, basically. So mm-hmm. I I don't like that. Uh, I don't like additional yeah. costs for the people buying things from me, and I don't want me to be losing money because of a third party. So I want to centralize things. I also haven't had like an actual website that said like anything like who I am or uh, like what my appearances are or blog. I haven't had any of that in years. So I mm. wanted to have that as an option, even though now I have no appearances because again, the pandemic. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I want to have the blog and I've started like, I want to do a sticker of the month club thing. Um, so that's on there. Check out the sticker of the month club thing. It's cool. It's $5. Uh, anyway, blah, 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 blah. So, I, yeah, I just want to put things together and have options. And um, this this time of not traveling every other weekend to conventions has given me the uh, the time to, to throw it together. So that's it. Good story. I like that a lot. Um, I know I, I personally was excited to see the sticker of the club, sticker of the month club. I signed up for it. Sticker of the month club, man. Come um, I guess, do you have, so I know the first two months are supposed to be Doom Patrol. Ooh. Doom Patrol, but it's not those two. Yeah, so it's going to be, I'm doing little teams like each month. So you sign up, like, look. All right, first month you get Crazy Jane and Robot Man. My Patreon voted. 
I said my Patreon, which you could also as the sticker club. If you sign up for my Patreon and you don't want to do whatever through Squarespace or whatever, like you can go be a Patreon of me for $5 and you get. So first month is these two babies. It's crazy Jane and Robot Man. I brought them down. And then it's going to be this very good negative man. Ooh. And like Rita Far. Rita, I, I can't do it. All right. There's Rita Far. So each <laughs> month you get two. So the, that's, the, that's this month and next month. And then uh, the month after that, I'm going to do just a duo to like for people to jump in on, which is a really good duo. I'm really excited about it. And I get to draw like superheroes. Like I kind of never have an excuse to draw like the characters I liked. Um, mm. So it's kind of fun just to to draw up stickers and you know it's a it's a good interaction. Um, my Patreon's funny because like people support me, but I don't really do a whole lot besides like I do some live draws and I blather about the industry. So it's kind of nice for me also to be like, hey, here's an actual. <laughs> another incentive for supporting my work. So yeah, man, that's what I got going I like on. That. Store stuff, trying to sell stuff. Do you feel like, is it weird for you to draw a lot of those superheroes and licensed characters with you mostly doing your own stuff? It's not weird because I, I, I used to draw them. I used to, mm -hmm. I used to be a fan of things. Um, <laughs> and so like I would draw dudes I like, and now it's just like, I've been doing self-publishing and like Rick and Morty and, nothing superhero related that I've kind of gotten so far away from it. I'm not quite the, the fan anymore. So it's nice to be, to revisit. Like I said, I'm in my Patreon pick or vote to have some say. Um, and so that's fun for me too. It's like, well, these are the, like, these are the characters they want. And if they're my Patreons, they probably are fans of me. But I'm still giving myself a window mm -hmm. in between to throw like some more popular things. And I think when I get back to conventions, like it'll be really easy to throw a ton of these in a bag as opposed to taking like eight boxes of books, which I normally do. Uh, so I get to mix up things. It's a long, it's, uh, to sell them individually at shows, maybe, we'll see. I, I have these ideas and they never work out. So we'll see. Join the sticker club. It's so much fun. $5, like $5, yeah. it's $5. Get some stickers. Everyone loves stickers. They're waterproof. You put them on your water bottle. You think, oh, I'll have the, the Doom Patrol or whoever down the line. I don't know. It seemed like a good idea. We'll see if it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean. Um, it's been really fun. Like you said, there haven't been any conventions or anything, so it's been fun to see how all the comics creators adapt to interacting with the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's trying something it a bit different. I, I've, I've been doing these Instagram live draws um, mm -hmm. to kind of keep, you know, you want to be visible as much as you can, even amongst like your own, your own core group. And it's fun because Instagram live, like people will pop in and be like, hey, that's cool. And then they immediately leave. So it's really that convention. It's it's that real convention feeling of I'm I'm here working and people kind of walk in and go cool and then just walk away, and I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, it's it's like it never ended. You just get a draw. Um, I guess my question was, what do you feel like you're missing most from conventions that you're not able to fulfill through funny? social media and all this? Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, money, the, money the most. I, I, did, I did around 25 shows every year. So, I mean, I'm doing two shows a month. So, like, I'm, I miss the money a lot. Uh, yeah. Not terribly yet. So, I've been very fortunate and very lucky. Um, I, I sincerely miss uh, seeing my peers. Um, I don't think I realized how... I mean, I did. Like, I think there's something people say. It's like, I didn't realize, like... I, I know how much I enjoyed seeing the people I got to see every weekend. Um, mm -hmm. But now that I have not gone anywhere, I, say, I, I think the, the exercise of leaving my home and traveling to see people uh, and spending a weekend where it's like, this, it's, a different, it's a different aspect of my life entirely 
because it was my only real social aspect. I think that's what I miss the most uh, besides the money. The money is I miss more. Than, I'd rather have money than friends. No, that's not true. But I, I talked to I talked to a guy today because I, I did this. I was doing this promotion for the store and people sent me I, I, I had like a ton of these ten dollar drawings. You got me? You get one, right? Yeah. Yep. I got yeah. one. I got one. So I got all I got of these ten dollar. Oh, yeah, Headlopper. Well, yeah, case in point. So I, I messaged Andrew, Andrew McLean, the creator of Headlopper, and we were both like, mm -hmm. man, didn't realize how much it sucks like to not to see the people you're just kind of used to seeing like once a month or once every three months. Um, I saw Andrew a couple times a year, three times a year, and it's like I, he was always one of my favorite people to see. So people like Andrew specifically, because like a lot of people that are my friends, like Erica Henderson or... Um, uh, anyway, people who I who I who I'm good friends with, who I don't maybe see at every show, uh, like I talk to them regularly because I see. But like Andrew McLean, I only see at shows and maybe talk to if something comes up. So it's like those are the guys you miss the most, so the ones that you you only kind of saw at shows. So that's probably the yeah. biggest one, and the money, money. Yeah, because I need money. I can imagine. I mean, the tagline for the episode is definitely going to be "I want more money than friends." Kyle Starks. Yeah, I but... need money. I was fine. They know. Everyone knows. <laughs> They everyone, don't think it be, me. everyone will be in the comments like, yeah, we figured, you know, we knew we'd sell us out. Um, so one of my favorite aspects of Old Head obviously was the basketball element. And I love in your character, in your bio in the back, you said that if you'd grown a little bit more, then you'd be a basketball player with a cult following instead of a comic book creator with a cult following. What has your yep. relationship been, with basketball been like throughout your life? Throughout my life? You know, yeah. um, when I was little, I was a small, I was a short kid. I was a real short kid. And my mom made us play baseball and soccer. And I kind of mm -hmm. hated both of them. Um, I was terrible at baseball. And if you're bad at baseball, it's just the worst sport. Um, yeah. Any sport where it's like, any sport where if you're bad at it, I guess it's all sports. Like, hey, don't swing the bat. Never swing the bat. Just take <laughs> the wall. And we're going to put you in right field. And there's only three left-handed people in the entire league. Like, that's... I could not be here. I was just there for the gum and the free cokes at the end. Um, yeah. I really hated them, and I really so. But I we liked baseball. I'm from the Midwest, so we're big Cardinals fans. And I know there'd be some booze for any sports fans, but it's like that's what in the Midwest, like that the Cardinals, it's like the Cardinals and the Cubs. And the Cubs never won, so why would you watch them? Uh, was kind of it, and we didn't do football because I'm sure my mom didn't want to get hurt. So I never watched football, and those we only watched baseball, and baseball's fine, but it's not like I mean we collected baseball cards and stuff. Um, yeah. So I kind of got out of sports as quickly as possible because I was small and um, not not unathletic, just so disinterested. Like I just I didn't like people telling me yeah. what to do. I remember playing soccer and uh, I played like uh, like uh, it's been so long and there's different names. Like I played like uh, like front left with striker or whatever it was called then. That was 40 years ago, 35 years ago. And I remember a guy like I was so mad because when I was, I was like there's no left-handed people and I had to play the left side. And I, I guess I had my arms crossed. So it was so annoying. The coach was like, Starks, uncross your arms. And I'm like, what do you give a shit? Like, who cares? <laughs> this game's dumb. Like, let me cross my arms. But it's like, I, I, I get, now that I have kids that play sports, I know exactly like the, how it looked for me to be just like, you know, standing in the middle <laughs> of the court, my arms crossed. Anyway, um, so we did sports when we were younger, but like, I didn't like them. Um, about, when I was uh, a teen, 16, I, 16 or 17, probably, maybe 15. Uh, I was working at a comic book store that also did porn and video rentals. And uh, they'd always have the TV on in the back. And I remember walking by the TV and they put, I think TNT would have like something on in the evenings. 
but this was the day that the game had came on. And I walked by and I heard an announcer say my last name. I heard someone say Starks from the television. And I'd never, like, I'd never heard of anyone famous, yeah. like, ever. And uh, so I stopped. And uh, it's John Starks who played for the Knicks, who's my favorite player. Um, and I don't, know, I don't know what it was. It's possible I was high, too. I can't say that for 100% certain that I was not. But I watched, I remember watching, and I don't remember who the Knicks were playing, but it was a, it's a very, very good Knicks, Oakley Mason, you know, uh, Derek Harper, probably, maybe Doc Rivers then. I'd have to go back. Yeah. Anyway, it's a really good team. And there's something about that moment that is like this sport made sense to me as, as something that interested me. And I think because, in my opinion, and I think hockey, there's, there's arguments to be made. I think hockey has an interesting argument. I feel like basketball, more than anything else, allows for sort of a personal, like a creative freedom. Because you, not, you're not always walking up to a plate and swinging a bat. You can go any direction. You can move the ball anyway. Like, I, there's so many things I think, as someone who was interested in art, found basketball to really be sort of like a, a, a poetry, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it stuck with me. And I kept watching. I kept watching. Um, I became really obsessed. I, I, something just clicked, man. And that was it. Oh, so, of course, if you like basketball, you start playing basketball. And I would play all the time. I played constantly. After school, I would go eight hours at, at the local. Like, I had to ride my bicycle, like, probably, like, 15 miles, 10 miles. And I'd play for eight hours. And then when I drove, we went out there, uh, and I loved it, man. And I don't know, I, I wasn't very good. I couldn't shoot. That's a problem. But I had a really great yeah. first step, and I could jump really. I could, grab the, I, could, I could grab the rim. I could never get above that because I'm five. <laughs> I mean, I'm generously 5'9 now. But I could grab the rim. I could jump, and I, could, I, could, I had really good ball movement. I, uh, I'm, any excuse for me to talk because no one ever asked. I was a really good guard. I'm really good. I was really good at passing, and I had great court vision, and I could get to the hoop. That was pretty much it. And if you can do those things, like there's a driving dish, is great. I played a lot, but if you're if you're 16 or 17 at the point where you get very good or any good, any good at all, right? Mm-hmm. You're never in Indiana. You're too late to make the high school team, no matter mm-hmm. how good you are. They're not bumping someone from the high school team. So, I played like a couple of church leagues and some city leagues. And then I decided I wanted to go full time into smoking marijuana, basically. You know what? It was a lot less work, a lot less sweating. Uh, <laughs> but if I, that's the joke. I mean, I feel like sincerely, if I was, if I was six foot, um, I could have got a scholarship. I think I could have got a scholarship. Uh, now there's no, I mean, I'm terribly out of shape, but when I was 18 and I was playing literally eight hours every day, like, absolutely. I think I, I mean, now, where would I have gone? D3. Division three. We're talking Division three, homie. And then I'd be playing professionally in Turkey for a year and a half. And that's it. But I feel like that would have been my alternate universe. Me is Juco ball at best. Best. <laughs> maybe, D, maybe D2. Someone would have paid for me to go to school. I would have got a degree. Let's say, I probably still would have got a dumb degree. <laughs> Rather than fine art, I probably would have got something dumb like, uh, like just like a bachelor of arts, which doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's your degree? Yeah. I have a bachelor of arts. What do you do with that? Mm. Literally, play basketball nothing. in Turkey. Play basketball yeah. in Turkey a little bit. So yeah, that's it. I mean, that's a joke, but it's also like, there's. I really, I feel like there's some degree in truth in it because I could go play. If it wasn't, I could go play anywhere in town, and you know, I, I live in a city of uh, you know, quarter million people. Uh, 
But that was also a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> and probably bullshit. I'm, I'm sure someone's like, you weren't that, you weren't that good, dude. Because I, I, <laughs> I remember I smoked cigarettes. I used to play, I used to play with a cigarette. Because it's, it's, you're playing in a court I, with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth, you know? And the thing is, like, no one, can, no one will guard you very close, you know? Yeah, yeah, perfect. You so just like an ember at them. Yeah, you get too close, like, you know, there's, like, there's smoke. Like, no one wants that. Yeah. So, you're setting, you're anyway. setting your own screen at that point. That's perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that, that early Knicks team that you liked. Who have been some of your favorite basketball players throughout the years? Uh, uh, I mean, John Starks, John Starks is for, no joke, not because he's my, he's my namesake, though it doesn't hurt. John Starks is my favorite basketball player of all time. It has informed the type of player I love for the most part. The thing about John Starks, John Starks was undrafted, or maybe he was drafted, but he was not supposed to make any team. He was late if he was drafted. The mm. only reason why he made the Knicks team is because he got injured in practice. Do you know this? Back then, you could not cut someone who got injured during summer league. They couldn't cut him, and he got injured in practice. So he was on the team by default. He was literally bagging groceries at a grocery store and trying to make a basketball team, right? So he got yeah. hurt, and they couldn't cut him, and he just played hard. Like, he just played harder than everyone else, and he made a niche for himself defensively, which I love because defense anyone can do. Um, Defense mm-hmm. is, the ba- is the part of basketball that anyone can do. I just tell my kids all the time, you know? It's, like it's just effort and smarts. Like, if you can try and you can be smart, you can be a great defender. And also, mm-hmm. I love dudes who will just throw up a three. They just have no – they don't get – like, it's because I couldn't shoot. I think because I couldn't shoot. I like the idea of someone also who cannot shoot shooting a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like that. So, John Starks is my guy because I think he, he came he, – you know, he was an all-star and a six-man of the year. He played on those teams that, to me, were teams that went to work. I'm from a blue-collar family. And the, the Knicks, in, probably if I watched them today, I'd be like, man, what a bunch of bullies. But then I thought, they're tough. I'm like, these guys are tough, but they're just going to, they're mm-hmm. putting the work in. It, you guys quit being so soft. Uh, so Starks is my favorite. Um, after that, I have to think we're hard about it. The, the highlights would be, uh, I, I loved Allen Iverson. I loved Allen Iverson from college. Uh, he's one of my all-time favorites. Tayshaun Prince is one of my all-time favorites for the same reason. Like, dude just tried hard. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't gifted in any way, uh, but he made himself a place. And I, lo- I love that, man. Um, Marcus Smart is my number two all time. He's really came in to be, I like Marcus Smart a lot, but it's like now he's like, he's number two. He's number two. And I don't know who mm-hmm. like for sure, like four, five and six are. Um, anyone who goes, anyone who, who is, is playing above themselves are always my favorite types of player. I, it's weird to not be like, I, I, to be like, man, I love basketball. And it's like, oh, well, you like, you'd love, uh, uh, oh, you'd love Ray Allen, right? Like, Ray Allen likes, ex- he's excellent. He's perfect. Like, there's nothing, yeah. like, maybe he could be a better defender, but like, there's, there's, like, that's excellence, right? Like, ah, I mm-hmm. like Ray Allen fine. Uh, yeah. I like Ray Allen, okay? I'd rather, like, I like Rondo better than Ray Allen. Because, like, I want to watch Rondo, who's just, like, got long arms and is clearly maybe insane, you know? And oh, he's yeah. just out there doing the work. Sure. Those are always the type of guys I, I, I like. Um, I like excellence, but man, it's just like it's, it's like like Patrick King wasn't my favorite. Like I like Mason and I like John Starks. It's like uh, mm. I like Draymond. I don't like I, those Golden State teams are great, but it's like I like Draymond. Like I don't care. Like Steph, Steph is great. They're great. They're great players. They're amazing. It's like man, yeah. Draymond's more interesting to me because what is he? What is that? Like how does that happen? And it's just he's smarter. Yeah. That he's smart and he's making it work. You know, like those are the type of dudes I like. I feel like to me, the guys who are 
who are inspirational in that way are the more interesting players. Like, excellent. Like, who are we watching? Uh, me and my wife watches a lot. Of, we watch a ton of basketball, especially the NBA the last two years. Mm-hmm. And we were watching somebody. Oh, here's the, for example, for example, love the Celtics. Tatum mm-hmm. is physically gifted and he's mm-hmm. efforted his skill set. And because he's physically gifted and he's efforted his skill set, he's going to be a great player, maybe an all time player, right? Uh, Giannis mm-hmm. is the same. Like, look at Giannis. This is another, like, the same guy. This is someone, and now mind you, he's worked uh, maybe juiced to get this body, this incredible body. But he has a mm-hmm. skill set that clearly is a gift, right? No one can recreate the gift of Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, well, that's okay. If you're if you're physically gifted and you try, you work to like you're you're on a different set. And I don't that doesn't interest me. Like I like LeBron, but it doesn't interest me. Yeah, you know, they're almost, because they're almost like, like a machine at that point. A yeah, little bit. It's like all you have to do in like Giannis, case in point, and Tatum these last, especially last night, case in point, is like. At that level, it's mental. And, like, you can't watch, like, you can only hope someone improves. Like, there's no way to see, like, LeBron never had, well, no, LeBron did have that. We say LeBron used to be like this, right? Like, he was trying, he was trying, he was trying, he just can't go over the hump. Then he went and played with Dwayne Wade, who played with Shaq, who knows how to win, and only knows how to win. And LeBron went from a guy who the league was like, he can't hit a clutch shot. He's not a guy you want the ball at the end. You want Carmelo to shoot the shot. You don't want LeBron to it's like, no, he became that guy because he played with someone and he played in um, under management, Pat Riley. And like, this is how you win. That's how you learn. And it's like Giannis mm-hmm. doesn't have that. And if you're Giannis, like, I feel bad for that guy. Because it's like, what's he thinking right now? Is he thinking I, he's, is he thinking I don't have what it takes? Or is he thinking this team doesn't have what it takes? Or is he thinking I got to get another guy in here? You know what I mean? Like. Mentally, Mm -hmm. because like I feel like this series could break someone like Giannis, because he doesn't seem mentally tough like LeBron, who's like I'm going to figure this out. Um, Mm -hmm. I like Clay and Clay and Steph. I think those are the guys who came in with chips in their shoulder, like Dame. So it wasn't like they had to figure out that they wanted to win and they wanted to prove you something. They didn't have to figure it out because they had a good team and they had good management. Um, But so because of that, I'd rather watch. I'm more interested when I watch. I want to see. I want to see Jalen Brown and, and Marcus more than I want to see Kimba and Tatum. Because like, mm-hmm. those are guys who are, you can see them like, thinking the game out, and they're trying so hard, right? Tatum's yeah. trying hard, too, but he's trying to post up like four guys to do a spin, step-back spinning fader. Like, what are you doing, man? It's like, anyway, so those are the guys I like. Yeah. Those are the guys I like. There's yeah. probably more. Anyone, who's, anyone who, who will slap the floor on defense but also has never hit a woman are my favorite players. It's a very that is, a that's an important Venn diagram. diagram. <laughs> yeah, because like you yeah. would think based on, I love a defensive guy who should, throws up Aaron threes. Like I love Stephen Jackson, but it's like I don't, I don't. That's not my type of dude. I or like mm-hmm. I love Patrick Beverly, but it's like not my type of dude. It's not my type of dude. Yeah, I think I'm I'm honestly in the same boat where I feel like I I fell in love with basketball in 2008, watching the Celtics and the Lakers, watching. The big three, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce come together, you know, and like I fell in love with their personalities. Like I knew what they were good at. I knew who they were. I loved watching Rajan Rondo be young, but I, I'm kind of in the same boat where I feel like I really like watching almost these characters of basketball. Like as yeah. someone that loves stories, loves narratives, 
I've loved. Living in Utah, I was able to go watch Damian Lillard play in college. And watching him in college at Weber State and being like, you're going to be special to like this season, watching him, I mean, go on and talk crap and be like, I am going to be excellent. I mean, he's a lot. He's been excellent for a couple of years, I think. He has. He has. But it's like, it's fun to see that. You know, it's been fun to watch him become excellent. It's been fun to watch him be excellent. It's been fun here in Utah watching Donovan Mitchell the last couple of years. You know who I love love in Utah? Mm. I love uh, Joe Ingles. That's my, that's oh, my favorite. Guy. Uh, Joe Ingles is the best. He did I like, love, I, that's, that's like Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles, not an athlete. Uh-uh. Deceptively, deceptively athletic, I think. But that dude, it's like he can shoot. He's working yeah. the passing lane. I just love him. I, like that's the type of dude I love. Joe Ingles is the type of dude I love, just because it's like, how's he starting? And then when they don't start him, I'm like, why aren't they starting him? Like it's great. Why? Yeah. How do you go ten games without starting Joe Ingles? Like who are you putting over him? You don't yeah. have anyone better than like, you don't have a better small forward than Joe Ingles, which is maybe a Utah problem, honestly. But Utah's uh, always got something going on. There is I, no I, greater I, heartbreak I, than being a Utah fan. Story going on. What was that? Utah as a team always has like a sleepy good story going on. Oh, they're like yeah, a, it's... a quiet narrative team always, and because oh, they're in Utah yeah. and they don't have a wide fan base, like don't no one gets like they had Stockton Malone and they were dominant, and then they lost Stockton Malone. And they got uh, Deron Williams, and Deron Williams like sandbagged the team so bad they fired the coach whose name escapes me, but he's from he played at college here in, in Evansville, mm-hmm. uh, and then he's gone, and all they have is Andre Kirilenko who gets to have sex with uh, as a free sex pass every year. It's like man, that team's great. Like, yeah. This was the year that's been great. They got Bogey. We love we love Bogey in this house. They get Mike Conley, and like who knew like Mike Conley just was going to take a crap this year as a player because they yeah. should have been like yeah. I thought they should have beat Denver. Frankly, I thought they should beat Denver. But they didn't have players coming in, and it's just like it never happened. But they were a pre mm-hmm. preseason like Utah. We love Utah because Conley should have been great, and he's not. Well, he wasn't. Who knows? Yeah. Basketball, man. I'm always, that's the other thing. Basketball, like one on court, you see people do things. They're reacting in the moment, but there's also like I mean the way the way Allen Iverson played. No one plays like Iverson, right? The way KG mm-hmm. played. No one plays like KG. And guys, like, that's basketball. And I know, like, other sports, you're like, oh, well, this is this, on the court, like, you get to, because there's no mask and there's no hats, you get to see the personalities. But outside of that, like, this, there's narratives. And mm-hmm. this, this restart has been maybe not great basketball in terms of the quality of basketball itself. And the refereeing, mm-hmm. the refereeing, the refereeing has been terrible. But the narratives have been amazing. And it's like, yeah. I'm willing to put up with bad teams in exchange for great narratives. And even this, like, this Celtics-Toronto series, which have been, should have been no narratives. There should be no it story. Is. Yeah. It's been crazy. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, you know what? We, we love the Celtics. I don't know if I, we're a Celtics fan. I, I, I was a Knicks mm-hmm. fan my whole life. Um, they've been bad since 1999. They've been abused spouse bad since 1999. And I put up with it. Because I'm, I'm loyal, and it's like, what's it hurt me to be loyal to something bad? Um, they've been bad since 1999, right? And my mm-hmm. wife was like, I want to watch NBA. Let's watch NBA together. And she's like, but I'm not going to watch the Knicks. I'm like, yeah, they're terrible. We don't, we don't watch them. I, I, have, I have not watched them except for Lynn Sanity. They've been so bad. That's eight games. Yeah. That's eight games in, like, 2006. Eight games. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, let's watch. Oh, well, my wife went to Butler. And so... When we met, she was an IU fan, and I was a UK fan, and they're both terrible. They were the worst eras of those teams. She's like, well, let's watch Butler. And Butler gave me the only good basketball I've had in 20 years, right? Because we went, they went to the final game twice. 
Um, mm -hmm. So we love Brad. I mean, Brad, like we watch every Butler game. We love Brad Stevens. And so when Brad Stevens left, it's like, that sucks. Um, but when Gordo came, like, let's watch, well, we're going to watch the Celtics. And we went all in. Uh, I went way off trying to get to a point that I forgot. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Anyway, no, no, we love the Celtics. Good. We love yeah, the Celtics. Me too. And we were watching, and we're watching this game. That's what it was. It's my Celtics origin story. We're watching these last few games, and you know, Kyle Lowry's going crazy. Um, Kyle Lowry, who's had the craziest career, like the, a wild career that no one talks about. Um, like he got yeah. thrown out of Houston. Basically, he couldn't shoot. He couldn't shoot over forty percent in Houston as a third guard with a huge chip on his shoulder. Toronto's been trying to trade him every year for like the last four years. But you know, he's like their cornerstone. Like. That guy's sticking around despite them talking every year. As soon as he signed a contract extension, they were talking about trading him. Um, mm -hmm. That guy's killing it. Like, he's good for him. But we're like, they're beat us. Or when OG Onobi, OG Onobi hit this crazy miracle shot, like, we're not even mad. Like, we didn't yell. We didn't yeah. complain. We're like, man, just good for you guys. Like, that's a weird, yeah. even that is a weird narrative, you know, to be like, mm -hmm. we don't, like, who cares who wins? The Toronto fans, of course, are the exact opposite because who knew? Who knew what weirdos yeah. they are? I'm, I'll take it. I'll take whatever heat. You guys are weird. Everyone's out to <laughs> Like, listen, the only reason why you won a title is because three guys got injured, all right? <laughs> three or two. This it's, is two, yeah. two, two seasons in a row with asterisks on the winners. Ramon Villalobos, if he got this far, is dying right now. <laughs> um, I like that you, you've talked about how great the narrative's been with basketball this year. I mean, that's, that's half the fun for me. I think that's why I've never been involved in any other, watching any other sports is not yeah. quite as personality driven um, with like the big swings of the ups and downs and these season long narratives. Do you feel like your love for basketball has informed how you write narratives as a storyteller? No, 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 but that's, it's interesting though. No, I, I, I just love, I love like, look, I'm like, I, I'm a, I'm a wrestling guy and it's just it, mm -hmm. like, but me watching wrestling is not, I'm not going to build a story based on how form, how it's formatted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't really, and the thing is like, the thing that's most interesting about basketball is a combination of sort of these ensemble soap operas mm -hmm. versus having an end goal. And in comics, that's, that's tough to parallel. Um, but I just love, that's the thing. Like, why do I like wrestling? Because I, I love story and I like even bad story. And I like story that can only kind of be resolved one way. Like, no matter what, they're playing basketball, right? If they win, mm -hmm. it changes the context. In, in wrestling, it doesn't matter. Like, not really. Wrestling, like, it's just bad storytelling that you have to fight to resolve. So I don't think, not really, no. But it has, I think it has, this, this last couple of years, getting back. I played fancy basketball. Like, I love, I mean, I love basketball, but I really haven't sat and watched as much as I have the last few years. We watched every, my wife's like, she thinks she missed maybe three Celtics games. I missed, I think, 11 because I was on the road. Like, because I was at a show, I missed it. But uh, we have mm -hmm. the past. Like, I'm, I'll watch three games a night. I'll sit, like, like last year, if Sacramento was playing or if Utah was playing, I watched it because they were fun. Sacramento was mm -hmm. so fun last year. Uh, Denver was real fun. Uh, Gary, like, it, there's parts that are fun. But Sacramento, like, those games were always close, and those kids were crazy. They were fast. They are running up and down. Um, so I watched so much, but I, I, I've definitely started doing more, like, sports mega. Like, I'm trying to consume... Um, uh, there's a series called Kuroku's Basketball I really like, and my daughter, who does not like basketball, reads excitedly, uh, which I think is a good one mm -hmm. for because like basically the instead like they all have kind of basketball superpowers, kind of, uh -huh. uh, and I like that like instead of like like man he's a really good shot blocker it's like he can shot block everything you have to figure out how to get around this, 
because of that, I've read some other things. Uh, Haikyuu, which is a volleyball manga. I'm, I'm interested in the mm-hmm. idea. So if there's any parallels, like I'm interested in the idea of a, of a sports manga and how, mm-hmm. and of course it would be basketball, and how that would play out, but sort of also not at all. So no, the answer is no, but thank God for those stories. Yeah. I think it's the only sport that gives you the sort of stories that's not like someone complaining to the press all the yeah. time. Or like, a, like a, oh, is it another QB controversy? Like, of course there is. You never mm-hmm. hear people be like, there's a small forward controversy. <laughs> oh, man, six-man of the year controversy here. There was this year, though. There was a six-man. How can you have this? There's two guys from the same team nominated for six-man. One of those guys is seventh-man. Yeah, yeah. One of them is seventh-man. That's garbage. <laughs> garbage, I tell you. I think the most passionate I've been like that was when Donovan Mitchell didn't win Rookie of the Year last year to someone who was in their second year in basketball. Who was a Ben Simmons? Not a, not a, yeah. He didn't play, though. Not a he happy camper. That's fine. I, mm, I don't know. Donovan, it was my hometown boy. Don, Donovan and Tatum are real similar in that they're both really good, and they want the, they want the ball to be the man. But Donovan, like, you can tell he gets nervous. Like, he panics a little bit. Have you do mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Oh, like, yeah. he, want, he wants to do it so bad. And it's not like it's not hero, it's not hero ball per se. It's like he, he wants it, and it's like it's, it's not as too much pressure. It's just like he, he gets the yips a little bit. Whereas yeah. Tatum, uh, I was talking about Tatum and Siakam. This is going to be so dated in a couple of years. But, uh, Pascal Siakam, who's the number one scorer for Toronto, is terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, what's the difference between the difference between Tatum and Siakam is that Tatum is very sure he can score if he, he can be the man. He's very certain he can be the man. And Siakam is not sure he can be the man. And you can see that when they play. And, like, Tatum mm-hmm. and Donovan are both so skilled, but Tatum will take the shot. And the thing is, like, it's just not thought out. Like, it makes you wonder, like, Donovan, for, I see Donovan as a guy who's going to definitely be a top player in the league. Like, I don't know what that means. Sure. Top 15. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I yeah. think and everyone loves Tatum. And, like, look, man, I love Tatum, but he's not the best player on our team. He's not even the best player on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him, and, he, and I can see it. But, like, and there's a week. You'll see it for a week where you're like, man, fucking Tatum is going off this week. But then, like, you see these big games. It's like, what is he doing? Like, why is he doing long twos, long step-back twos? And Donovan doesn't do that stuff. He just, like, goofs up. Like, he's just, like, it's like he's, like, a, a kid who had too much soda. Yeah. Yeah, he just needs to calm down. Like, you'll be all right, Donovan. Tatum, you're like, someone's got to tell him, like, quit doing that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, one of my favorite bits from one of my favorite of your recent tweets, rather, was when you said that the Western Conference only had bad guy teams left. Um, three out of four. Three out of four bad guy teams. What what qualifies as a good guy or bad guy team for Kyle Starks? Here's what. Well, here it's easy. One, all you do is have to watch basketball, and you can tell who a good guy team and a bad guy team. The bad guy team is not the team you're playing. The Raptors are, in my estimation, though, I've changed my opinion slightly. They're a very good guy team, especially mm-hmm. like this team this year. Look at them. Like they, they probably should have been a fourth seed or a fifth seed, but they're a second seed. Good for them. There's no mm-hmm. one on that team who's unlikable, even with Serge Ibaka, who will randomly punch dudes, and apparently Norman Powell being kind of a stinky little monkey. Like I didn't know he was kind of a dirty little mean bird. Um, but that's a good guy team. Like it's a bunch of guys who are playing together, who who play the right way. I guess you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so good guy team. Here's the good guy teams uh, for sure: Portland, Dallas. Dallas has got Luca. He's just too likable. Like, you, they could have a guy on there who murdered somebody, and he would still <laughs> bounce out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, a Knicks fan. Yeah. Like, I'm not bad at presenting this. Like, 
Like, there's no one on that team. Like, you can have a couple bad guys on your team. You can have one or two, maybe. Bad guys are dudes who will, who will, um, who cheap shot, who flop, who complain. If you complain, if you complain all the time, man, that's bad guy stuff. Yeah, Dwight Howard, all time bad guy. His teams were like, <laughs> I love Hato. Like, I love Hato Turkoglu, but you had to see Dwight just bitching and crying. Bad guy. And he's a bully. He's a physical bully, right? If you yeah. physically bully, that's not to say, like, like, if there's a difference. If, if you've ever hit someone in the nuts, if you've ever intentionally hit someone in the nuts, and if your whole team does it in one game, the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, then you're a bad guy team. Yeah. So generally, generally, like, like to me, the, the, that old Knicks team is not a bad guy team, though they were. Because I'm like the Pacers, which was a very similar team, but Reggie would mock you, right? So they had the Davis brothers and Smiths who were very physical. They would, be, they would beat you up. Mark Jackson was a physical player. But it's like that's not what makes them bad. What makes them bad is that they would, they would, they would be so shitty about it. You know what I mean? So it's like the attitude mm-hmm. of, of – is that being physical? Being physical doesn't make you a bad guy team. So the bad – so the, I, I don't want to name it. The Lakers are bad. I feel like LeBron is not a bad guy. But he mm-hmm. did put that team together. So, like, everyone on that team is bad. There's not, a, there's not like, I've, I've been to these, like, little Instagram drives of players I like and sometimes just players on the team. Like, I drew some stuff I didn't want to draw. That's either here or there. But it's like, who's the good guy on that team? Who's the guy you'd be like, I'd like to go have a beer and just hang out with a guy from the lake? There's not one. It's Rondo. It's Rondo mm-hmm. or LeBron, and Rondo is crazy. Ron, yeah, Rondo is. would stick his fingers in your beer. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to do that. <laughs> The, the Lakers are a bad guy team. I didn't think the Clippers were a, a bad guy team per se, though I had a suspicion they might be. Uh, they went full bad guy. As soon as the playoffs started, yeah. they were yeah. like, we're full bad guy. We're going we're gonna to talk, talk trash, even though we, we don't have a place to. I mean, Beverly, like, like you can have Patrick Beverly, and you can, have, you can have a guy like that, right? You can have mm-hmm. Draymond Green and not be a bad guy team. Because if you, if you could have Draymond or Patrick Beverly on your team, no matter what team you would take them. Mm-hmm. But like Marcus Morris, who played for the Celtics, Papa Papa <laughs> Marcus Morris Senior, Papa Papa Morris, <laughs> never did the shit for Boston that he does in L.A. He never never, like as soon as he left Boston, he went to New York and literally was throwing the balls at people's faces. Right? Like he's a bad guy. He just he was on a yeah. good guy team, and he wasn't bad. The Clippers, man, with P with PG being weak and then being, I don't know, man, they're a bad guy team. They don't they, like they're yelling at Luca. They're like the whole team's yelling at him. Like that's cheap. Come on, come on, guys. It's bad Let, guy don't they, they try to steal Luca's joy? That's that's like that's like movie <laughs> child movie villain stuff. Um, oh yeah. Who's the other? Oh yeah. Houston, uh, Houston's my least favorite team. Those guys complain about everything. I, I, I hate them. I hate everyone on team. Houston. Yeah, I, Houston's, I agree. Houston's Houston after one, two, three. Well, that's number one for sure. Is Houston and there's no oh, it's not even close. Philly, Philly's pretty bad, man. They they are physical in a way, like they're like they they. Marcus Smart gets hit in the nuts every Sixers game. Every Sixers oh, game, yeah. at least one time someone gets him in the nuts. Like, yeah. come on, man, that's some stuff. That's some stuff right there. That is some so villain behavior. Four bad guy teams and your four good guy teams. So if you want, like, who should I root for? Don't Not the bad guy teams. And here's the thing. And you know in L.A., like, just sort of the, like, in L.A., you'd be like, we don't care if we're rooting for the bad guys. Like, you root for the heels in wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you guys know they're bad guy teams. Come on. Like, yeah. 
Why are you I, running I, back that game? I like you said you can just tell because even again, eleven year old me starting to watch basketball is like, oh yeah, bad guys, good guys. Watching the Celtics Lakers series, I was like, bad guys, good guys. Yeah, and the it, Lakers it's are an bad easy guys. decision. The Lakers no, are bad look, guys. Rick Fox, handsome man, very talented, but that's a bad guy on a basketball court. Rick Fox, Rick Fox is a villain. Oh Kobe yeah, was a villain. He was. Like, he was. He was the biggest antagonist for Utah fans for years. They would come to those yes. games, and he would just destroy everybody in Utah. There's, there's good guys and bad guys, and you know Marcus Morris, who the, the Morris brothers have always been problematic, like a little bit physical. They've been goony. They've been a little goony, right? But mm-hmm. when he played for us, it was just like defense and shooting threes. It's like that's a good. That's the good guy team. That's like you could send Mello. You can send Mello to Portland, and it's like look how great he is. He's a good guy now. Portland mm-hmm. Mello's not a good guy. He's a bad guy. I watched him play terrible, like ruin games. That guy, that guy was so jealous of of Jeremy Lin. He got him outed. He outed him. You know, what I mean? like he yeah. ousted him. It's like that's a bad guy to be so jealous. You're like freezing a guy out of a lineup. That's bad guy stuff. Uh, any team Kyrie Irving plays on, that guy's the worst. Like the Brooklyn, Brooklyn was a good guy team last year. Young dudes playing hard, great potential. Two bad guys. They got two bad guys in, in Irving and Dre. That's a bad guy team now. And Spencer Dinwiddie's a Spitz, if like watching Brooklyn and you see Spencer Dinwiddie and you don't go, what's up with that guy? Is he's a bad guy? Some yeah. guys are bad. That's how it is. Some guys and it, look, cheer for the bad guys. I, that's okay. I'm not going to do yeah. it because you know what? I have I have a I I live in a moral world. Yeah. Where there's right and wrong. Yeah, you got the classic Kyle Starks high horse. You know, you you come out and absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Always root for the high team. The, they're always in the East, too, probably. Because I'm <laughs> such an East guy. There's probably a real Eastern bias to where the good guy teams are. Yeah. All the bad guy teams are called the Western Conference. And me over Except here in the Western because, Conference. Because you have to be, out, you have to be like outlandishly bad. Like there could, we could, listen, it could be a year. I bet the first year Golden State won, Cleveland was a bad guy team. For sure. Sorry. They, no, love, they have good guys on the team, but they just had a couple guys that were just like, Tristan Thompson, bad guy, come on, he's a bad guy. Uh, he's a bad guy. I bet the number of good guy, bad guy teams was less. I bet there wasn't eight for sure combined. I bet there was like five. So it goes up and down. Houston's mm-hmm. been efforting it. Houston wants to be a bad guy team. There's no they do, way. They lean into it. Yeah, they want it. They love that They love that Harden's always bugging his eyes out and crying at a rep. They love it that he's getting fouls for nothing. Come on, that's not his fault. He's yeah. choosing. That's his. Yeah, good guy, bad guy teams. I got problems, man. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> no, that's true. We're going to listen. Miami's we're on the same Miami's page. A good guy team too, though, though, a little bit. Miami's Miami's not all the way good guy because they're yeah, like they neutral. swing for they're me. They're like neutral good. They swing for me. Yeah, they're, they're neutral <laughs> good. Neutral good. So no matter what, unless Denver makes it to the finals, and they will not. The East is no. the good guy teams, and the West are the bad guy teams. And that's just how it is this year. Root for the East. All right. Um, so, one final question, and then I gotta go. Who are your two teams that you're looking at next year that you're most excited about? Man, there's no way of knowing. There's no drafts. There's been no off. Like, there's no off season. I just got NBA 2K21. It's NBA 2K20. It's exactly like the roster is the same. The coach is the same. Who knows? Like, who knows? Who do I think is gonna be better? I don't know. I have no idea who I think is gonna be better. It's gonna be a mystery. It's gonna be like who. I think Golden State trades that draft pick. There's all sorts of variables, man. I, I couldn't even begin to say 
Last year, last year, if we had this, I've been like, man, I really like Sacramento. The Sacramento, like Luke Walton, that team went way south because Sacramento was losing. Like they were, they were losing games by like a point. So you're like, man, they are just like a year of experience, and they took the like. Who knows? Like you never know what's going to happen, man. I thought Utah was going to be really good, like we said, but Conley mm-hmm. farted. Is Phoenix going to be better? Like I guess that's maybe Phoenix played so good in the restart, but the bubble is weird, man. Like I, the, the bubble is weird. The bubble uh, is weird. There's a lot. Portland will have Yurkic for a whole year. It's tough, man. With I gotta have the off season before I would make predictions. I just have to because there'd be so much player movement. And this is a mm-hmm. bad free agency. This is a bad free agency summer. But it's like if I mean I think AD could leave if he wanted to. Like what if AD is like I don't want this anymore. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Charlotte. Uh, that Charlotte still sucks. That's not a good example. But yeah. What if they go? What if Embiid gets traded to mm-hmm. Miami or to the Raptors? Like who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows? It's too early for me yeah. to say, man. I can't. Ask me after. You gotta give me summer league. I gotta get to summer league before I make predictions like that. I take it too serious. I want to be right, you know. Like yeah, I've been. Yeah, all, you gotta all time. have the gospel. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's just it's simple, black and white. You know, you can call it perfectly every time. There's no ambiguity to it at all. I've been lucky. I've been lucky with my ex, <laughs> basically. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Man, this I can't for all the comic nerds to dig on this bullshit basketball talk. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. It's KyleStarks.com. I have a lot of great comics. They have Hitmen in them. There's a lot of Hitmen and laughs, and there's uh, Martians and uh, hobos and dogs fighting zombies. Go to KyleStarks.com. Go to Amazon. I don't care. Check me out. It's good stuff. You want to talk basketball? Tweet at me, I guess. But I, I will absolutely be right. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just I'll plug it again. Old Head hey, is the old reason. Head. Old Head is the reason we talked about basketball today. If you haven't Basketball read it, go ahead and read it. Basketball and Vampires, it's perfect. So Thanks. thank you. Thank you so much, Kyle. It was really fun. Thanks for having me on, man. I would right. like to talk basketball for a very long time. That's <laughs> perfect. All right. Thank you.